Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with J.R. Raphael, Computer World's Contributing Editor on all things Android. Today's topic is Android Q and bubbles and multitasking. Stick around. Okay, so JR, thanks for being here. You've been writing lately about uh, some of the things that uh, Android Q has in store for us this year, and one of the things that you pointed out uh, uh, in a recent piece was this idea of, of how, how they're trying to you know, do more with multitasking on devices, multi uh, mobile devices, and you spotted bubbles. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about exactly what Bubbles is and or does and how you think that might help with uh, multitasking on, like, you know, your Android phone or other devices. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting thing. It came up in the second Android Q beta, which is a little weird, too, because usually the second beta doesn't do much. It just kind of refines and polishes and cleans up some of the rough edges. But this year, the second beta brought in that, that whole new feature. Uh, so it's something that most people who have used Android for a while have probably seen in concept. It started around, I want to say 2013, Facebook came out with a new chat interface that they called Chat Heads, where basically it's a little circle, bubble, if you will, that, yeah. that it usually shows up at the bottom of your screen to start, and you can tap it, and then it'll open up you know, your chat window, and you can see what you're, the person you're talking to, you can tap it again, and it goes away, and then you can just float it around anywhere on your screen, and it's kind of like easy ongoing access to that conversation. And then it took off from there some other apps, uh, one, used, one called Link Bubble that I talked about 2013, 2014. It was something I recommended a lot back then. It since got sold to the company that made Brave Browser. It's an interesting footnote. They used yeah. It. So yeah, Brave has it, huh? It. Okay. They used it as the basis for their first Android app. Their first Android app loaded in bubbles like that. It, when you open it, say if you tap a link on like Twitter or something, it would open in a bubble. And, and they eventually moved away from it and went to a more standardized interface. But yes, yeah, Brave, uh, Brave Browser was based on bubbles. Okay. There's some nice little alliteration. Yeah, good you. luck with that. Say that three times real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we, we've kind of seen this pattern around for a while. And now just sort of out of nowhere, Android itself at the Google got interested in making it part of the operating system. So Q will bring it in. And it's the same basic idea, but it'll be a standardized thing. So any app can tap into it and use it in a completely standard, consistent user interface with, you know, kind of more security and privacy built in as opposed to every developer creating their own version that you don't quite know necessarily how it's working. And uh, any app that has the right use for it can do it. So it probably, it's not going to appear in everything, but for something like a browser, for something like a chat app, notes, it could even be email. Uh, an idea that's intriguing to me is you could be in the future, say you open up Gmail or whatever email app you use. And if it implements it in this way, you could tap a button to compose a message instead of in the app in a bubble interface. And then you could open it right as you need to do what you need to do. Then you can minimize it, go back, say, look at the web, look at a document, and then just have it right there. It's kind of a more seems to me like it could be at least a more natural way to multitask on a phone as opposed to something like split screen, which we've seen on Android. It's been on Android for a while. And even before it was in Android itself, Samsung and other companies offered it in their own versions. And it, you know, it's nice to have, but on a phone, it's always a little awkward and doesn't quite feel natural to me at least. And I think a lot of folks feel the same way. Google's kind of de-emphasized it over time. So this could be a more mobile-like way to multitask and get uh, multiple things done see multiple things on your screen at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was, I was thinking about how this would sort of, you know, what the parallel would be in iOS. And the, the closest parallel I can, I can think of right now is 3D Touch, where if you're in an app and an address or a date or, uh, you know, something comes up and you, can, you press and hold on the screen and you get something that pops up that allows you to do something with the information. 
and it's almost like a, it's sort of a separate layer that sits atop the different applications, and it allows you to do functions from different apps without actually having to app switch at the same time. And, you know, some people love 3D Touch. I'll be honest with you, I don't use it. If it went away, it would not be a problem. I guess the way I multitask, you know, just I probably tend to switch between apps. But I can see how, you know, if that's not, hasn't been available in Android yet, it might be a good feature, but it's going to require some some memory learning, you know, teaching people to use these new features and realizing that they're there. I don't know if if the issue is that Apple and iOS just didn't make it so obvious that people sort of worked it into their workflow, or I don't know, I, maybe I'm just an outlier. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, is that going to do? You, do you find are you using Bubbles? Do you find you're using it now that you found it in the uh, beta? Well, it's not really relevant yet just because it's the, the framework is in place. But And this is always a thing, I mean, with any operating system, both Android in particular, we'll have to see how, if and how, developers really embrace it. Even Google's own apps, as of yet, don't really do anything with it because it's just so new. They just came out with the idea for it. Uh, and, of course, we're only in the second beta as of right now. So the question will really be how it gets implemented and, like you said, how useful it ends up being in practice. And especially for users who don't pay close attention to this stuff like we do, you know, if you're even going to notice it or encounter it or or do it. You said something inter interesting to me the other day when we were talking about uh, the subject where you said that you had to stop and think about what you did for multitasking on your iPhone because you don't really think of things you do as multitasking. And I think that really hits home that if you have to think, gosh, I would like to multitask. Should I use this system or that system? That's probably not something any normal person is going to do. It just has to fit into your workflow in a natural, sensible way and then end up being something that you use and that feels right. And uh, that'll, that'll be the true test for this. If it's cool on paper versus useful in the real world. And I think it depends a lot on how developers implement it and at what point they do. Right, exactly. And I, I think that goes back to the point I was making about iOS. And I remember when 3D Touch came out and you know the ability to, to long press on the screen and have different features and functions pop up. That sounds uh, you know, as if it would be incredibly useful. Um, but in my day-to-day -day use, and I'm not sure that I know many people that are on um, I, uh, iPhones that are using it. I haven't really, you know, I mean, as I watch people use their phones. So I don't know that it ever really gathered up enough steam to make a dent. And, I, you know, I, I've even seen some discussions that Apple might at some point move away from it because it's it's just it's there i think certain people can use it for certain features and and with certain apps but i don't think it's gotten the universal recognition that would make it a, a must have for you know the next op next version of ios or anything else down the road again could be me i could be wrong i have been before um, but you know, at least on my side. But when you talk about multitasking in general, no, we, we were also talking about uh, things like split screen, which I do use on my iPad continuously. Having two screens, uh, having two apps available on the screen at the same time, it's a larger screen. It makes more sense. You can see different things. You can move and copy and paste um, text, things like that. I can't imagine what split screen would be like on you know even my big iPhone because the screen's just too small. I don't think that one. I don't think that would really work very well for me. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what you were saying with 3D Touch on on the iPhone. I think it's been a similar thing with split screen where when it, it came along, and of course, like I said, it had been available on third-party Android implementations like from Samsung and LG for a while. But I mean, it was certainly when it came along on those companies and then when it came to Android itself, it was a really buzzworthy topic like, oh, you can split your screen in half. This is Apple doesn't do this yet. At that point, Apple wasn't even doing it on the iPad, I don't think. And it was one of those things that just seemed like it should be transformational and revolutionary. But then the truth is, and again, just speaking from my personal perspective, you try it out once or twice and 
I never use split screen on my phone. I mean, similarly on a tablet, on a laptop sized device, if you're using it with a keyboard, it, of course it makes a lot of sense. But on a phone, it just, it, it never comes up. And in the previous Android version, Android Pie, Google took that from being tied to one of the main system buttons where you could get to it really easily by long pressing a button and just kind of buried it. I remember after Pi came out, a lot of people were asking me, is that still there? Did they get rid of it? It's still there, but it's just buried, which probably isn't a good indication that it was being used a lot or Google. I mean, Google can see metrics of you know how people are using devices and, and presumably, and I don't think they would have buried it if it were getting used a lot. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that comes along that seems great, but then it just doesn't really quite work out so well. Android also has a picture-in-picture -picture mode that uh, is useful, but just really limited. Like if you're viewing a YouTube video and then you mm -hmm. go back to your home screen, it'll shrink down to a little box in the corner of the screen. Same kind of thing for like a, if you're doing a Google Maps navigation. So it's useful for that, but it's also just small scale. It's not going to work for everything. And other manufacturers like LG have tried to come up with their own systems for having small floating apps. I think they call it floating apps, floating windows, something like that. But it's not at the system level, so you're not going to get a lot of people buying into it and you know, creating apps that work for that because they're only going to work on LG phones or whatever the case might be. So by building bubbles into Android, hopefully, if it, if it ends up being as useful as it seems like it could be, developers will want to take the time to support it because it's going to work on any Android phone. You know, once, once this version of Android gets kind of spread out in the world, then it'll work on any Android phone regardless of who makes it, which definitely isn't the case with those manufacturer-specific uh, attempts at doing things. Right. Obviously, I can see how that would make it uh, much more uh, um, broadly spread, I guess you will, you would say. Um, yeah. Is there any chance, I'll ask a dumb Android question because I'm an iOS guy and I don't know these things, is there a chance that having this, given that this has shown up in the second beta, is it possible it might get dropped before final release? Or does the fact that it's there mean that it's, the bubbles is definitely coming? I mean, it's Google, so anything's always possible. <laughs> I mean, they, you know. That's true of any a... developer, though. <laughs> right, right. But with Google, I mean, they'll launch a full-fledged service and promote it heavily like it's the future of the company and then drop it two years later. So you, ne you never really know. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it's it's beyond the phase of being one of these. Sometimes with, with these betas, you'll see like a little experimental thing in the interface. Like they're trying different things with gestures, and with each release, it kind of changes a little, and you can see they're experimenting. Or sometimes you'll even find a couple of different implementations if you tweak a setting. This is definitely a system-level feature. It's in the developer documentation. They've created a programming interface for developers to use. It would be pretty surprising if they backed away from it at this point. But I hate to say... That never, is a certainty because it never is say Google, never but, with any of them. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you know, it's definitely in there. They've created developer documentations. They're pushing people to start creating apps to use it and and build their apps to use it. I, I would say it's a good chance we'll hear a lot more about it at Google I/O and and learn kind of where it's going and what more we can expect. Okay, good. All right. Well, that gives me an idea then that probably coming soon to Android, Android Q. Uh, will be bubbles. Uh, JR, I think that covers it for now. Uh, we'll definitely want to come back to you later on and see how bubbles is working out and, and obviously find out more about Android Q after the uh, the Google event. But uh, any last thoughts before I let you go on bubbles or have we popped all the bubbles? But um, bum, <laughs> I think we popped most of them. Yeah. Okay. And just remember to the Q, even at with Google I.O. in May, Q itself won't come out till late summer, early fall, probably September-ish, if we're looking at, at past years. They've said officially the third quarter of the year, but you know, late summer is, is kind of the window they've been doing lately. So even when we hear about it more, most people won't see bubbles floating on their screen anytime soon. And even when Q comes out, it's gonna be a while till most phones get it. So we're, we're really looking kind of longer term at something that's gonna 
potentially become a trend in Android over the next couple of years. But yeah, don't expect to see it on your phone tomorrow or anything like that. Okay, so I'll, I'll hold off on the tiny bubbles promotion on uh, my, that's, that's a Don Ho reference, look it up. Uh, JR, thanks so much for the insights. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, thanks for watching Tech Talk. If you want to subscribe, please do so. Leave some comments and questions in the comments section for us. For now, that's a wrap.